ghost? Ah! Hello. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is Bracket Talk. It's such a great time of the season. Before I get to that part, it's fitting. And let me tell you how I spent my <laughs> my Sunday evening, uh, late Sunday evening. And it really feels like it wraps a perfect bow on this 2021-2022 WVU basketball season. I'm watching the NIT selection show at 9 p.m. on ESPNU. It's not a multicast. It's just on ESPNU. And listen, you know how you're familiar with how the NCAA does their tournament brackets. Like each section is given like a direction based on geography, east, west. The NIT doesn't have time for that. (laughs) They, it's a 32 team bracket. And it's directional, all right, but it's based on the bracket itself. It'd be like if the bracket was a map that you were looking at, or basically a sheet of paper. And so the first, when they were unveiling the first eight teams, they said, all right, let's look at the top left bracket. (laughs) The top left. And then they showed the eight teams. And then they asked the guys, like, all right, what do you think of the top left? I don't know why that's funny. It's very funny to me. And then they, all right, let's look at the bottom left. All right, guys, what do you think of, now that we know about the left side of the bracket, what do you think of the left? What are your thoughts on these teams in the left? And one of the guys, he's like, well, you know, They're going to play in Madison Square Garden, whoever gets out of the top left. (laughs) And we didn't do that last season, so this is is going to be great. Or maybe they did it. I I don't know what they did last season in the NIT. Somebody knows. Anyway, Shane Lyons, he played his cards earlier this week, said that WVU was not going to pay to play in the sad tournament. So Huggins talking about winning a trophy that doesn't look like that's going to be given an opportunity for WVU. And so watching the NIT selection show late Sunday evening felt like, you know, that was a familiar feeling is what I'm saying. I had the same feeling watching right before the first Oklahoma game. We watched two seven-game losing streaks this season. We watched West Virginia play Kansas and Kansas City and have flashbacks to when Kentucky could have scored 150 points against us. Like, it just felt right to be (laughs) – to be – having interest in if WVU is going to be in the NIT bracket. 
So we'll get to saying proper goodbyes and figuring out figuring out what the future holds soon enough. Let's get to the fun stuff. Let's get the bracket talk. Whether West Virginia's in it or not, this is the, one of the best days of the year. Sports-wise, it's one of the best. And it's it's amazing television. It's so simple. CBS, all they have to do is show the teams reveal them one at a time, have some of the teams on camera reacting to them, getting their their school's name called, which is always fantastic. You can't fake that. And it's just amazing television. And it's amazing that Seth Davis and Clark Kellogg, like, all right, guys, what do you think? And like four seconds in, they have very strong opinions on what they think is going to happen. And, I, you know, that being said, I'm going to give you my thoughts here in a few minutes. But uh, it's just it's just a great – it's one of the best TV shows every year, the selection show. The Wrinkle this year – maybe they did it last year. I don't remember. Pandemic, and we're still in a pandemic, I guess. But this year they showed the first four out. And what a rough, and West Virginia obviously was not even sniffing that. But imagine how how that really turns the knife for those four teams. You know what I mean? And I guess the first four came into play last, last year's uh, NCAA tournament because pandemic. So I guess that's why they have to do that. But they either they either let you know the first four out because of the practical in case a team has to bow out because pandemic, one of these four teams in this order will get in. But also it could be the NCAA just turning the knife <laughs> on a team where it's like, hey, listen, you know when we were naming all those 68 teams, the important part, uh, we didn't call your name. Now – after the fact, we're going to call your name just to let you know how close you were, right? That's how I would take it. Either way, nice little wrinkle, I guess. Oklahoma was one of those first four out. And uh, so I don't feel bad for them. They're a one seed in the NIT. I wish them all the best in the National Invitational Tournament. So let me give you, before I get into my thoughts on the bracket, full transparency, last year I, I won a bracket pool. Shout out to the Mojax podcast. They had a bracket pool. I won said bracket pool. And so this is, I'm just telling you my experience. I'm good to win a bracket pool like once a decade. And so having marked that off the list last season, I do not anticipate winning anything this year because that's just how it works for me so when i give you my picks feel free to do the opposite of that not every time definitely don't pick a 16 seed the odds are definitely not in your favor uh but take take that under advisement that i'm coming off a successful bracket year all right so with that being said let me give you my bracket thoughts coming up Hey, college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. 
New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Just that simple. If they win, you win. If the sports book isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Join a pool, answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 years or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's start with the top left bracket. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me give you my thoughts on the West. The only upsets I have in the first round are Memphis, who's peaking at the right time, over Boise State, and if Rutgers wins their first four game against Notre Dame, then I think they beat Alabama. Alabama's been all over the place. Like Alabama beat Gonzaga. Alabama also has 13 losses. So they're they're all over the place. They are not good at defense. Rutgers is good at defense. So I have Rutgers beating Alabama if they could beat Notre Dame. Second round, I have Tom Izzo ending Coach K's career. I have Michigan State doing a Michigan State thing and beating Duke in March and send, you know, send Coach K off with a smile. I mean, it just seems like the it seems like a great way, a proper send-off to one of the greatest coaches of all time to get beat by Tom Izzo in the tournament. Then I have Texas Tech beating Michigan State. I have Gonzaga beating Arkansas. So in the Elite Eight, you've got Gonzaga. And you you know these guys, right? You, you know Mustache Guy. You know the guy that killed us, uh, which seems like a decade ago. Uh, when that guy was at Florida, now he's been at Gonzaga for a while, so they got that guy. They added a praying mantis guy who's good at basketball. And so Gonzaga, not undefeated, only lost three times. And they're going to play, according to my guesses, a Texas Tech team who is elite at defense. You know Texas Tech, right? They've got a dozen guys who are six foot seven. They're really good at defense. And what's important about Texas Tech, they've been fueled all season by rage. <laughs> In my head, they may not have these feelings. but And maybe the head coach that looks like a, a great fly fisherman doesn't have this rage either. But I, in my mind, Texas Tech, especially in that home game versus Texas when Chris Beard came to town, they are fueled by the fire of a thousand suns that comes from Chris Beard leaving for Texas. And yes, this team lost nine games. They're not great at offense, but I will counter with two of their best players missing a bunch of games. McCuller missed eight. Terrence Shannon missed 11. 
their elite defense, bunch of six, seven, six, 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 eight guys, switch everything, really good at defense, very experienced. I've got the rage filled Texas Tech Red Raiders beating Gonzaga and going to the final four. All right, so let's go to the to the bottom left. I mean the east bracket. The only upset I have in the first round is San Francisco beating Murray State. I don't like it. I don't like it when the NCAA rewards two great mid-major seasons like what Murray State put together and in San Francisco and say, "You know what? Y'all get one of y'all hit the bricks in the first round. Let's just put them against each other. I don't like that. I like power conference versus mid-major in these matchups. Either way, I've got San Francisco, shout out to Bill Russell, beating Murray State. And then I have Chalk in the second round. I have Chalk in the sweet, oh, I'm sorry, sweet 16. You know, Ookla's sitting there at a four seed. And the uh, Ken Pomeroy's computer really likes Ookla. I really like Ookla. Like, we know these guys from last season. And pretty much everybody's back from a team that made it to the Final Four uh, and got their hearts ripped out by uh, Jalen Suggs. Is that his name? Nice guy. But Ookla, four-seeded, under-seeded, Baylor, who's the who's the reigning national champion, but this team is not that team, and they have they're dealing with injuries. They're not fully healthy, and they have some time to get healthy. But I don't think they make it past Ukla. Ukla beats Baylor in the Sweet Sixteen game, and then I've got Ukla versus our old buddy Oscar and the Kentucky Wildcats. And listen, in a season full of misery, my pick here is truly based on what would make me as a WVU fan more miserable. And for sure, it would make me more miserable if Oscar and Kentucky uh, beat Ukla to go to the Final Four. So that's what I have. I have Kentucky getting out of the East. Interact with the show. All right, let's look at the top right, a.k.a. the South. Uh, The South bracket. The only upsets I have in the first round, I have Michigan beating Colorado State. Uh, Michigan, who kind of turned some heads by not even being like one of the last teams to get in, comfortably in as an 11 seed. They faced a situation like, I'm just, you know, I look at things through the prism of being a WVU fan. And Michigan, similar to WVU's plight, they played a very tough schedule. They played a very good conference, the Big Ten. Uh, Their their coach, whatever you want to call what he did to the guy um, with Wisconsin, they had that at the end of the season. They've had weird stuff, but they're in the tournament and they play Colorado State. And I think Michigan, who is another team that's not great at defense, 
they can get past Colorado State. So I have them winning in a 6-11 upset, and I have Loyola, Sister Jean, and them boys beating Ohio State again. Loyola, that guy went to Oklahoma to coach, but they're still good at defense, and Ohio State not good at defense. So I give Loyola the nod there. Um, I have, in the second round, I've got Illinois beating Houston. Now, Ken Palm's computer loves it some Houston. And Houston beat Memphis today to win and so they sweep, they swept again. They won their regular season conference and the conference tournament. And they're really good. They're really good. They do things really well. They rebound really well. Really good at defense. Like the the Kim Palm computer numbers say this is a national title contender. And so that's what the computer says. But I'm going to go with my human brain here. And look at the guy in the middle for Illinois, Coburn, who looks like a giant. Um, like a really impressive giant. And I'm going to, my human brain says he plays for Illinois. And so Illinois beats Houston. So I have that as the upset. I've got chalk from there in the Sweet 16 games to get to. Arizona versus Villanova, and I'm going to shoot straight with you. Haven't watched one game of Arizona. Um, the guy who puts great video together on YouTube and did a breakdown of how Arizona plays, that's what I've seen of Arizona. And Arizona, Arizona's new coach is a guy who came from Gonzaga, they play like Gonzaga, fast-paced. They score a lot of buckets. Very aesthetically pleasing to watch Arizona. They beat Ookla in the Pac-12 final. They're really good at basketball. They only lost three games. Shout out to Arizona. I've got them going to the lead eight. And who they would have to face is Villanova. And I'm very familiar with Villanova. Familiar with their coach, Jay Wright. Familiar with how they play, you know, all a bunch of, <laughs> they have like one, six, seven guy and they'll play four guards and yet they can out rebound you and they're tougher than you. And they're led by Colin Gillespie. Now Villanova really good last season projected to do big things. Gillespie knee injury. They still get to the sweet 16, which is amazing. Lose to the national champion Baylor. So Colin Gillespie's back. He's even playing better than he did last season. And this is his fifth season. And Villanova makes free throws. And I think Gillespie's going to have, like, he's going to go out with a bang. And that means I've got Villanova beating Arizona and going to the Final Four. The last bracket is the bottom right, also known as the Midwest bracket. And this is the one I have the most upsets. I have Creighton beating. Oh, no. This is this may have been the only time in history that two SDSUs are in one bracket. And so I have one losing San Diego, San Diego State, losing to Creighton. 
in the 8-9 game. And then I have South Dakota State, the other SDSU, beating Providence. Shout out to Ed Cooley. They, uh, Providence won their first Big East regular season championship, and Big East has been around since the, what, the 80s? Late 70s? Anyway, that's a long time. Providence has always been in the conference. Shout out to them for winning a regular season championship. Uh, They are number one on the Kim Palm Luck rankings. It doesn't take away their accomplishment this season, but I think they're, you know, in tournament time, and they've won a lot of close games. I have them losing in the first round. (laughs) And I, I actually will be rooting for Providence, but in the bracket, I have them losing in the first round to the Jackrabbits of San Diego or of South Dakota State. And then my other upset, I have the Miami Hurricanes beating USC. So three upsets in the Midwest bracket. I have chalk in the second round and third round, and that gets me to Kansas versus Auburn. Now, Auburn's got a 6'10 pro. And he's a pro, and he shoots 43% from three. And yet, sometimes they forget that they have a 6'10 pro that can shoot 43% from three. They got like a 5'11", six-foot guard that are really good at basketball. Auburn's really good. Auburn only lost five times this season. Bruce Pearl is really good at coaching basketball. And yet... Across from them is Kansas. Now, I'm, you know, hey, Josh, you have a Big 12 bias. Yes, I do. I think the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. The computers uh, the computers think the Big 12 is the best conference. And Kansas, yeah, they, they, they won the Big 12. They shared the Big 12 regular season title. They won the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, Missouri, which is actually, I've argued, more difficult because it's in Missouri. And then, listen, they just have that look this season. They have a bunch of older guys. They have length. They are really good at offense. They're not bad at defense. Remy Martin, who hasn't played a lot, he's back and he's doing good. Mitch Lightfoot at 31 years old. He's playing out of his mind at the right time of the year. They can win a lot of different ways, but I think they can beat Iowa in a shootout, and I think they can outscore Auburn. I have Kansas going to the Final Four. So I have Texas Tech, Kentucky, Villanova, and Kansas in my Final Four. I have Kentucky beating Texas Tech. The 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 fuel the rage fuel gets Texas Tech to the Final Four and it ends there. And I have Kansas beating Villanova, so I have Kentucky Kansas in the final. And you know they came down for the LSU coach. Calipari, you know, watch a documentary about Calipari. Uh, Bill Self, his name is in the stuff that got the LSU coach. I'll believe it when I see it with, with Bill Self. So in in fan favorite coaches, uh, 
Listen, Kentucky, they haven't watched a lot of them because it makes me sad because Oscar used to be with WVU and now is with Kentucky. I've watched plenty of Kansas. The players' faces don't change. Like they're doing really good in a game and they don't act excited about it. They just kind of do their business, which is scary to me. And I think if it's Kentucky, Kansas, then Kansas can be fueled by getting blown out and ran out of Allen Fieldhouse, which never happens. Kentucky did that to them in January, so they can be fueled by revenge. I think Bill Self gets his second national championship this year. I've got the Kansas Jayhawks winning it all. So those are my bracket thoughts. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll have somebody else on before the NCAA tournament starts to get their bracket thoughts, talk it out some more. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt, and WVU finished the 2021-2022 season with 16 wins and 17 losses.